Okay, hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Neighbours Talks. For, it's been a while. So, what this episode's going to be is we're going to be discussing some of the storylines that have gone on from April through to May. Um, so, that is the key storylines I've picked out that I would like to discuss. Um, before we kick off, just disclaimer all opinions are my opinions. You don't have to agree with my opinions if you want to. To Instagram them to me on the podcast's Instagram account, which is at Neighbours Talks Podcast. Okay, so so the first storyline I am going to discuss, I did do an episode on it in a ray because I did a character's talks on this particular character. But the storyline is the return of Imogen. So I just want to touch on this. Um, so my thoughts on this. I liked her scenes with Therese at Josh's um, memorial plaque. That's just my thought on her opening episode. And I liked her her and Chloe. I wish they had some more interaction. That would have been awesome. I like that one scene they did have. Um, but overall on her return, she has she changed when she turned nice, which I liked. Um, it was great to see her back for a while because I had missed having that realist. Like, Teresa's a realist, yes, and Ned's a realist. But I missed having that fierce Imogen in the show because Imogen was... Like, adult, I loved Imogen. She was one of my faves when she was on originally. Um, and it was also great to hear about what Daniel's doing. It's something I didn't expect Daniel to be doing. But it's still great to have an update on them and their lives. Okay. The next one we are moving on to is also in Imogen's return episode. But also was in it beforehand. And that's the whole... Piper, Leo, um, I don't know what you would call this. I would just call it Friends with Benefits Arrangement, I reckon. So, just to explain this um, before I give my thoughts. Um, so, what happened was, Therese broke up with Leo to get back with Paul. Therese and Paul were worried. They asked Piper to check on Leo. One time, Leo was drunk, kissed Piper. They And then later on, they grew close again because they'd grown close prior. My thoughts on this whole thing was it's stupid. I didn't like it. Another, just another um, situation where the daughter dates her mum's ex-boyfriend or like there's family dating situations. So like Piper's been through that. She's had a situation where all of her sisters have dated Tyler. Well, not all of them, but most. So Paige has dated Tyler. Imogen dated Tyler. The only one who didn't date Tyler was Amber. So, um, all the realist women have dated Tyler, minus Therese, obviously. Um, but my thoughts on this, it was stupid. I hated this storyline. I just was like, Piper at Endgame. I don't want, um, Leo and Piper getting in the way of that. Um, so, that wasn't my favourite storyline in the world. But, hands down, good job Tim Cano and good job Mav Hazel. The next storyline we have is to do with Finn. Which I should have put earlier on my list about him. But let's just discuss this one anyways. Finn saves Imogen and Susan. So I'll give some background on this. Um, So what the go is. Yes. So Finn saving Imogen and Susan. So Finn woke up with amnesia. Um, This is just to explain a bit. Because I should have put this in earlier on in my notes. No one believed he was diagnosed. And then they got Beverly Robinson to come back. And he was diagnosed through many tests she did because she's now a brain specialist or something. I don't even know her anymore. Um, so what happened was he was diagnosed. He thinks he's 19 and it's 2007. Classic, classic year of neighbours. But moving on. So Finn, Susan's been supporting him because she had amnesia. Um, 
Imogen's returned and want and he's representing him. So they were walking out of the hospital with three of them before his court date. All of a sudden, a car came out, strung, and it was aiming for Susan and Imogen, but Finn jumped out in front of them and saved them. So my thoughts on this was I actually am kind of liking this whole Finn being nice guy thing because I wasn't a fan of him as evil terrorist. Finn, but I'm kind of going for this whole nice, compassionate, caring, loving, being friendly Finn. Um, so, yes. So, Finn saving them. I really like that storyline. And it blessed me with some Imogen scenes. So, Mark and Imogen. Um, I always was a big fan of the Mark and Imogen friendship slash like, maybe relationship at some point. Um, so, I was blessed with Mark and Imogen scenes through this. And I was one very happy woman. I just wish they had one where it was just them without anyone. But overall, that storyline was a good storyline. Um, and we'll talk about who did that a little bit later on. Next one is to do with Finn, but it's Finn's brother blackmailing Ellie. So I'm just going to explain this for those who might not remember, but you should because it's still going on this week, um, the end of it. Anyway, so what happened is um, when, Ellie's mar- when Ellie's marriage was on the rocks, she went to the Back Lane Bar, which is now the Vance, Roxy and Leo Bar. I don't know what they're going to name it if they change its name, um, but... She went to a back lane bar, met this guy, didn't know who he was. They started bonding. They slept together. She discovered she was actually pregnant for real this time because she had done a test and she told Mark she was pregnant and that's the reason they got back together. But turns out she was wrong and he w- she wasn't pregnant, but now she is. Sean figured it out because Mark's believing she's like nine weeks pregnant or whatever it is. Then Sean figures it all out. Blackmails Ellie and was like, if you give my brother a good statement at the trial and black and convince the Kennedys to take him in, I'll keep your secret. I'll let Mark raise this baby with you and I'll go back to Switzerland. My thoughts on this storyline is I am so over it. I'm so over the storyline. I am so over this whole Ellie thing. I'm just over Ellie, to be honest. I've never been Ellie's biggest fan. The only good stuff was hers and Chloe's. That's it. I've never been... Like, she bullied Piper, for goodness sake. And she's lying to Mark. And Mark, my heart, is like one of my favourite characters. I love Mark. Um, And I don't want to seem to get her... He's had a year from hell. He's had... um, Well, that was last year, page 11. But he had Sonia dying and he's had... Changing career, which he's happy about, but like Sonia dying and this whole crap with the baby and finding out that his fiance slept with his sister and finding out that he could have Huntington's and oh, it's just been a nightmare of a year for Mark. So I feel very sorry for Mark in that respect. Okay, let's have a look at my list and see what our next storyline is. Okay, Finn moving into the Kennedys. So this was a big um deal. So. The Kennedys got approval to have Finn live with them. Um, so they not everyone on the street was comfortable with this, obviously. Ned wasn't very comfortable with it. Neither were the Beckys, neither were the Kennings. I don't get why the Kennings... Like, I get why the Kennings weren't... Um, feel... Like, why they felt comfortable with it. Because, like, Xanthi was their granddaughter or their daughter. And it's just, like, he did so much to her when he was old and... It, like, when he was evil... So, yeah, I get why they're not comfortable with it. Um, so, yes, my thoughts on this, it's great to see a nice Finn, but I kind of just wish 
we got left out of it a little bit. It was a bit, it's getting a bit much, I think. Okay, the next one before I cover the next one on my list is the whole Josh Memorial for three years. Now, one thing that annoyed me about this, they did it on the wrong date. So Josh actually died on the 4th of April and they did his memorial on the 2nd of April. Which was really annoying. But I loved this. I just wished I had something like with Brad, like Skype to Brad in or something for that because it's three years. Or Trace could have mentioned Brad and gone, Oh yeah, I spoke to your dad this morning and he's sorry he can't be here or something like that. It would have been great to have that. Because Brad is Josh's dad. Um I thought it was a bit insensitive that Paul went to the memorial considering they thought it was Paul who caused Josh's death in the first place. Yes, it wasn't Paul at all. It was actually Julie Krill. But I still think it was a bit insensitive of them to have Paul there. I think it should have just been Piper, Imogen, Ned, Trace. That's it. And Brad, if he was in the show, obviously. But he's not, so just them four would have been nice. And this is the segue into our next storyline, because at the end of the memorial, Piper realises that Josh would follow his heart and she needs to do the same, so she needs to leave town. So Piper leaving Erinsborough is the next one I want to talk about. So that's just basically a little bit of background. Next episode, we see her packing up her life, saying, telling Leo that she leaves, needs to leave town by herself for a while. So she leaves town. Um, so we see her... Have a scene with Ned talking about things. Her saying goodbye to Ned, Trace, Paul, Imogen. She gives back her money to its original owner, Imogen, which I thought was a cute little scene considering they'd been arguing the day before. She had a scene at the book exchange. Now, I loved this scene because Pipe, the book exchange had became part of Piper's life for the last couple of years on the show. So that was great. Um, but I loved how Reed didn't know where she was going until after she left the street. Then there was a scene where it was Ned and Leo uh, and Leo talking about asking where Piper had gone. P- Le- Ned didn't know. Then, lo and behold, knock on the door. Opens the door. Door opens and it's Tyler. I loved this because I'm type at end game, like I said. So I was a very, very happy woman. I was screaming, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Tyler's back. So I was... I was one very excited woman for that. Um, so Typer, hashtag Typer, now living it up in Adelaide, happy. Now the storyline that did happen the day before was Kyle returning and walking on in on Gary proposing to his ex-girlfriend slash um, Amy. So I just couldn't think of the slash. So, so my thoughts on this is I always was kind of half and half with Kyle of who I liked him to be with. Um, so it was a bit of an awkward moment when he walked in on his dad proposing to his ex. So, um, yeah, that was awkward, but I liked Kyle's return in general. I hated how Paul was trying to blackmail Kyle into breaking Gary and Amy up. But I was half and half, like I said, with Kyle. Half of me liked him with Georgia, but half of me liked him with Amy, because him and Amy had so much in common. And by the looks of things, they're going to be getting back together again, which is going to be so exciting. Um... So, yeah, next storyline we are moving on to is Races in the Fruit. So, this was a big deal. So, what happened was Finn and Carl were growing some fruit and giving it away to everyone. Little did they know there were raisins planted in the fruit. So, I don't know um, how the heck, I'm not going to mention the culprit's name yet because we'll talk about that later. How the heck this particular person who bought the raisins in the fruit got them in so perfectly? I thought we might have got some answers, but we didn't. Because they were in perfectly in the middle. So what happened was they gave them away to the street. 
um, and people got um, harmed. So Hugo got saved from a very close call by Toadie. And Aaron got a cut on his hand. Finn was very remorseful. He felt so bad. And like Carl felt really bad too. My thoughts on this is, it's stupid. Why the heck would you put razors in fruit? That's crap. Just trying to like make it look like it was Finn. That's just so stupid. I did not like this storyline at all. Um, the next storyline we have was... Roxy Rillis arriving and the return of Gemma Ramsey Rillis. So, my thoughts on this. Okay, so I'm a big Rillis family fan and I have a special place for Roxy in my heart because I have mentioned this before and I actually did a cast interview with a girl who played Roxy. If you want to check that out, feel free to do so. It's up. Um, so, she holds a special place in my heart because she's a Tassie girl. She's from Burning like I am. So, she has a special place. For me, I'm always going to favourite Lizzo. And I'm so happy that she actually came in as a Rillis. It was awesome. Rillis's are my favourites. So, Roxy, I was like, oh, damn, she's going to be a wild child. And was I wrong? No, I was not. So, um, Zimmer had kind of hinted that anyway. But she was a very wild child. Gemma returned because she wanted Therese to help straighten Roxy out. Because Therese had this wild youth. So, Gemma came back in that. And that was a great return, actually. I liked seeing Jen. I wish Adam came with her, but it was great to see Gemma. Um, it was great we got an update on where her and Adam are at. I was always wondering about them, like when Brad was in it. Brad had mentioned Adam once or twice. That's it. We never knew if him and um, Jam had kids. And no, I didn't watch the show when they were on, but I've seen them in reruns, so... It was great to see where they're at now. And I liked the return of Gemma. I just wish it was for longer. It would have been great if we had Gem for two episodes or three episodes. Okay, the Sonia Foundation is the next one we're talking about. So, Tony comes back and Brinda from Kinder, as people like to call her, runs into Matt Harold. Well, Nell runs into Brinda. And Tony goes over. And Brinda breaks news to Tony that half of the services at the community centre are closing because the council have budget cuts or something. So Tony's not happy about this because Sonia was so passionate about the community centre. So he decides to start up a foundation in Sonia's name to get um, things up and running again in the community centre and to do other things that Sonia was passionate about doing. So... I thought, my thoughts on this, I loved this, but it's way too soon, Tony. It's only been two months, so it was very sad. Very sad, but it was a great touch to Sonia. Um, I just hope people will go towards it. I know they already will, but I reckon past residents will probably donate or something. But it's a really nice touch to Sonia. The next one we're having is connected to this storyline. So it's a bomb explosion. So, um... They had the launch for Sonia's foundation. It was meant to be at the lake. The council had to cut during it on trees. They had to do it that day, which I think is very insensitive. It's just for... I reckon it's just Tim Collins being really difficult because he never was a big fan of Sonia's, so he's probably like, nah, this can't happen, blah, blah, blah. So the launch gets moved to the community centre, and this is where Ned has conspired with someone. We don't know who it is to cause... And upheaval. The person later is revealed to be Harry Sinclair, who was Finn's former principal at a Sydney high school. So we later learn this that people think it was Finn, but Ned goes to the police station and confesses, Oh, yeah, it wasn't Finn, it was this person, and I helped them. Um, and then he gets charged, and we find out that's Harry Sinclair. And we learn that Harry 
we knew Harry and Finn were mates, but we didn't know that Harry was in love with Finn. And my thoughts on this whole um, bomb slash Harry storyline is what the hell? Like, seriously, I did not pick Harry to be in love with Finn. Harry's as annoying as he is. I feel bad for Ned getting caught up in this. Like, I know he's just trying to protect those he cares about, but it's just not good for Ned because he's had a prior record and it's, like, so difficult on him. The next one is the truth about Ellie's baby daddy coming out. So, um, this kid has been blackmailing Ellie, not Fawn, a student, because they were her doctor's son or something, and they blackmailed her. Finn bribed, gave him money. He transferred schools back to Goss. But Ellie was like, I can't lie about this because Finn knew. So she told Mark it caused a whole drama. Mark was not happy. Um, and he, she went to the Kennedys, told them the truth about the extent of things. Mark's pissed off. The Kennedys are pretty annoyed. Carl told Mark about the pregnancy before Holly's of Izzy's. And that was a nice touch. Um, my thoughts on this was outstanding acting by Scotty McGregor once again. Scotty's just having a really good year as far as his acting goes this year. I think this is like Mark slash Scotty stand out year for his acting this year because he's had Sonia's death and he's had this. So well done to Scotty McGregor. I can't be any more prouder. I'm very happy with how your acting is. Your you definitely deserve a Logie, Scotty. Um, Brody <coughs> has done an amazing job as well. Everyone involved in our storyline has done an amazing job. The next storyline we have is the Amy, Gary, Kyle saga. Oh boy, this is a long one. So I'm just gonna explain this, summarize it, soup in like less than a minute. I'm gonna try. Okay. Amy dated Kyle two years, in 2016. Kyle left to go back to his ex-wife, Georgia. Amy, Gary got released from jail. A couple of years later, Amy and Gary started bonding. They got together, broke up, got back together, got engaged, and they were going to live happily ever after. Then Kyle came on the scene. Chloe found out Kyle had feelings for Amy. Chloe told Gary. Gary threw a surprise wedding when it was Amy's birthday. Amy's son came back. Amy wasn't impressed. Kyle told Amy his feelings. Amy didn't reject him. Amy left town. Summarised. In less than a minute, hopefully. My thoughts on this is I'm not... I don't like Gary and Amy. I'm not a big fan of Gary's. So I'm kind of going in the Amy-Kyle direction, I think. Mind you, I did like the Chloe-Kyle dynamic. But I'm kind of going in the Amy-Kyle direction. I'm thinking, all oh, Amy-Kyle. I don't want Gary and Amy. Um, But well done to Zari Kremend. For acting this out so beautifully well done um she did an amazing job in this as well as packed to the rafters that's another aussie drama she used to be in and boy she had some tough storylines in that but she's had tougher in neighbors i think now the last and final storyline is a storyline that I actually went to air last night and that's chlory slash pierce so basically i'm going to summarize this and then i'm going to say my thoughts again okay chlory met pierce last year he was a millionaire they got together through Cashful Company. Then they went to the snow. She broke it off with him, told him she had Huntington's disease. He agreed to help her as much as he could because he, he was the only one he knew at that point. Then this year, Pierces came back. Clary thinks he wants to get back with her. He's been talking and helping her through some through the whole Mark and Ellie stuff. My thoughts on this is actually so funny because last year I didn't ship Clary and Pierce. But after seeing last night's stuff, I was like, oh, I really want them to get together. So I'm quite, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Okay, so that's all for this week's episode of Neighbours Talk. Hopefully I'll have one up next week. 
If you want to follow the podcast on social media, it's at Neighbours Talks Podcast on Instagram, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.